Welcome to this week's Century of Comics. I'm Alex Eschback. And I'm the guy that says Yas Queen way more than Alex does. I'm Matt Golden. You could just say it once and that would be <laughs> way more than I say. That's ridiculous. I hear you say that all the time. Uh, today, everybody, we're going to be talking about the uh, 2003 film Daredevil starring Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner. I wish we were talking about <laughs> any excuse to talk about Ben Affleck I'm down for. Oh, God, I forgot. You. Ben, Everybody, if you uh, haven't uh, listened to the podcast recently... Um, or you're not really familiar, this might be your first episode. Um, two things. One, spoilers. We're going to spoil the shit out of season three of Daredevil. And hey, we got it yeah, way early. Nailed it. Uh, and B, uh, Alex's favorite Batman is Ben Affleck. Uh, second favorite. Kevin Conroy always my favorite. Okay. Uh, so go ahead and send all your hate mail to henchmanofcomics at gmail.com. And please add the title, Alex, you're a stupid bastard. Also, a quick side note, mentioning a 2003 Daredevil film starring Jennifer Gardner. Uh, Jennifer Gardner's in the HBO show Camping, which for some reason I really enjoy. David Tennant's in it, played Kilgrave and Jessica Jones, and he's fantastic in everything he's in. You want to know something that's fantastic is I actually just guessed the year, and I fucking nailed it. Did you really? I really did. Yeah. Uh, so, so that would be a special place in your heart. You're trying to play it off right now. You're like, I knew. I was there opening night. Yeah. Uh, I was there for the midnight screening of Martin Stephen Johnson's masterpiece. We can wrap this podcast up. I don't think I will do any better than <laughs> guessing the year that Daredevil came out. Um so, without further ado, um, uh, actually, there's notes. There's notes. We have lots of news. Well, and for those of you two that might be wondering where our why the last man uh, episode is, that got delayed because I was out of town for a while, and so we're going to go ahead and do Daredevil, and why will be coming soon next week. Actually, also, I uh, hit my head and forgot how to read, so I'm relearning. <laughs> it's been a real problem. Read. Yeah, I didn't really learn well to begin the first time, so <laughs> <laughs> it's been a struggle. Uh, Alex's wife is a teacher, so she's been helping a lot. So you you have news? What's your news? Mm. Yes, and maybe this isn't new news, but I was actually just at the comic shop, and I heard people talking this about this, and I was like, oh, shit. Fuck, yeah. Cool. There's a new Star Wars film coming out? Yeah. Have you heard? <laughs> Star Wars Episode Nine. We're uh, at nine now? Yeah. There's nine of We're those like fuckers. Four. So uh, the comic book Invincible... Uh-huh. has been picked up uh, for an animated television yes. show on Amazon. Yes. I don't know if we've talked about this, I've heard about this, if this is new exactly. Uh, yeah, we, we have talked about it. It's an hour-long animated show on Amazon, uh, and it's also being developed into a live-action movie. Uh, Hopefully produced by Zack Snyder, if we're lucky. It's actually being done by uh, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, I believe. That's too bad. That <laughs> Whatever. Way too bad. Uh, so, yes, that's cool. Uh, it's a bit of old news. Uh, well, I just started at the comic book shop. It was fresh. <laughs> I've had wine since then. Yeah, I've had wine since we started recording. So, but knows? hey, you're excited. Yeah, That's I'm good. pumped. I'm yeah. really ready to go. And it being animated show, we need probably see it sometime like 2021. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um. So, Daredevil season three, kick us off, bud. Uh. Yeah. Even before, like all the early reviews of Daredevil season three talked about how it was the greatest season of any Marvel show of all time, not just the Netflix shows. But Agents of Shield, Runaways, uh, so that initially made me skeptical. Even though season two of Iron Fist was better than season one, 
and season two of Luke Cage was really strong compared to the second half of season now, one. Now, quick question uh, to interrupt you there. Uh, did you honestly think season three of Daredevil is going to be weaker than season two of Iron Fist or season two of Luke no, Cage? No, no. But I'm just saying like the track record. Uh, like I think mostly like season two of Jessica Jones, we were both let down by. Oh, uh, yeah. It was really bad. So, and I went with trepidation. I mean, I knew they were doing Frank Miller's Born Again uh, storyline, which I was really excited for. Uh, and I thought they stayed fairly true as much as they could for 13 episodes. And actually, I know I was kind of bummed that this was bumped up to 13 when, like, Iron Fist 2 had been 10. I thought that was a perfect amount. But I don't think there was a single wasted episode in these 13 episodes. I thought the pace was fantastic. Yeah, uh, it was one of those 13 episode seasons that I actually enjoyed. And I am a huge proponent for uh, Netflix cutting these Marvel shows down to, like, eight. So, but kudos. Yeah, this this season opened with an awesome visual moment. You see, like, Hellfire and Damnation, and then you see Matt basically on a cross that's upside down, uh, which is a really cool visual uh, way to open the season. Very sexual for some of us. Yeah, I, I don't think it is <laughs> for most of us. But basically, spoilers, too, for The Defenders, if you watch The Defenders, at the end of The Defenders, Matt essentially dies. Uh, he sacrifices himself with Electra to bring her down and save uh, New York City. But Matt's body washes up on shore. Uh, we see him get taken in by the church and the nuns and the priests that raised him when he was an orphan. Yeah, and we get some a lot of shit with the nuns this season. Yeah, we get we do get a lot of shit with nuns, but it's interesting too because a big part of this is Matt Murdock, Daredevil, has always been a Catholic. It's a major part of who his character is, and at this point, he's lost his faith. Yeah, um, there's a, a new villain for the television show this season. Uh, someone that hasn't uh, been a villain before, uh, at least not in this show. Uh, Karen Page, the white devil, <laughs> is the anti-hero of the season, I would say. Um, I don't know about that. I thought she was, uh, she made some rash decisions, but I could see where she was coming from. But it usually just ended up making things worse. I'm just more talking about her sordid past that we'll get into yeah. later. Uh, there was this great moment in season, in the first episode too, where we see Wilson Fisk. Uh, making an omelet, but it's in prison. And it mirrors Fisk making the omelet that we saw in season one and just see how different his life is. And we just see this massive hulking figure played fantastically by Vincent D'Onofrio just looking just beaten down and forlorn to what his prison life has become. And even though he essentially rules the prison and has amenities that almost every prisoner doesn't, it is not the life that he was meant to live. Uh, I absolutely love that scene. And I love the way that that scene ends. With him eating his shitty omelet in prison on a styrofoam uh, board. Uh, and then he's got, well, I can't remember what there was a classical great, song is playing. But there's that great the moment, moment where like there's all this noise going around in the prison. And he just yells quiet and everyone's quiet yeah. instantly. Thank you for saying exactly what I was going to say literally three seconds after you said it. No problem. Appreciate that. But yeah. That was what I was going to say. I'm done. Alex, you want to just take this <laughs> podcast on your own? And How I'll about, just say, yeah. This was a great moment. Uh, whenever Matt is wounded and he's not fully healed and he's not really fully healed for most of the season. I don't uh, know why I'm so damaged in this season. <laughs> but uh, how about when they bring the boxer down to fight Matt uh, in the basement? Like imagine being that boxer. You're like, okay. Fighting a blind wait, guy? you want me to fight this blind guy? No, not only blind, but he has visible scars and cuts and bruises all over him. Yeah, he looks like he's just been in a knife yeah. fight. And then Matt has the upper hand first when the boxer throws a blow and knocks, and knocks Matt to the floor 
Like he's unconscious. So as far as he knew, he just beat the shit out of a blind guy yeah. in the basement of a church. I don't know if that gets you into heaven, but I would like to be there for that sermon. Again, like I said, this season is highly erotic and just a fair warning whenever you're watching it. Like, don't watch with your parents. It's way too erotic <laughs> for that. Matt has very odd interpretations of what erotic is, but you know, I'm not here to judge. Um, I had a very troubled childhood, Alex, but we won't get into that now. And we we actually get to see Matt uh, in his black costume, not the black costume from the Charles Sewell running Daredevil, but the just the black mesh suit with the pulled down black from season ski mask. one, yeah, from season one and most uh, of season two, and which is basically his born again costume from the Frank Miller run. So they're honoring that too with that costume. I kind of am annoyed by it though, because you want him to be like in the suit. Yeah. yeah, it's just like how we always wanted Iron Fist to actually have like the Iron Fist mask on, but which we never got to see. You, you want these characters to be in the suit, but it for the purpose of the storyline. I just it, will it say it real quick. I don't want Luke Cage to be in that ridiculous costume. I love the hoodie for Luke Cage, but yeah, Iron Fist. Why not throw that thing on? Throw that dope mask on. I thought there were some really cool camera techniques uh, this season too. Matt is kind of lost it, and when he hears that Fisk is basically out from jail uh, on house arrest. Uh, he hears Fisk's voice and he like talks to him. But since I thought this was really clever, anytime Matt hears a voice, the actors behind them performing, talking, but you never see their face. They're always blurred, which I thought was a nice callback because since Matt's blind, he doesn't know what they look oh, like. Oh, is he really? Yeah. If you knew that about <laughs> Daredevil. Yeah, I had no yeah. idea. Was but I thought that was a really clever cinematography. Uh, the showrunner made an excellent choice there. Whoever came up with the idea was really clever too. And here's something that I I noticed a big um, difference in like the like the first like four or so episodes and then the rest of the season. I don't know if there were different directors. I didn't really pay attention. I'm sure we could look it up and find out. It's different directors for each different episodes. Are there? Yeah. Uh, because they like that beginning like chunk seemed to be extremely cinematic. Um, it told a, a really cool developing story. Uh, the visuals. Cinematography, fantastic. Yeah. And then in the end, it just kind of goes towards like a... It re- kind of reverted back to how Daredevil was before, which isn't bad. No, no, it was more like visceral. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, which, I which, felt like I was watching an Oscar-nominated movie for yeah. like four episodes. There, there's one scene that we'll, we'll talk about later, but uh, I do want to say that there were some newcomers this season uh, with Agent Poindexter uh, and Agent Adnan... Uh, and Poindexter turns out to be Bullseye, uh, which he was the actor I'm not familiar with. Uh, but the I'd hero of the season, uh, Agent uh, Poindexter. But the actor that played him was a phenomenal. Like they always tend to do, like they cast perfectly for these shows. I feel like, and everyone was on point again this season. But we get to see a little of Bullseye's background for a flashback. We also later get to see some of Karen Page's background for a flashback. What I liked about those episodes is the flashbacks didn't take up like the entire episode. Like, there were, like, 10 to 20 minutes, and then it was just back into, like, a normal episode. I thought that was a, a, a great thing to keep the pace fresh, too, without having things drag. Yeah, you got a Karen episode, but that thing's almost entirely her, though. But yeah. You've got a lot that, that uh, the Wilson Bethel, who plays uh, uh, Bull- Dex Poindexter Bullseye, yeah. uh, who, fun fact, by the way, is a actual psychopath in real life. <laughs> true story. <laughs> Found that um, out. Just look at Wikipedia. Um, I don't think that's true, and uh, we will not be hearing from his attorneys because we don't have any, and we never (laughs) answer our emails. Uh, I actually have written to Nelson and Murdoch several times. (laughs) I haven't responded yet, but I'm still hopeful. Uh, But 
before we get actually one thing came for the bullseye flashback. I don't know if you noticed this, but it shows him when he's a kid uh, playing baseball, uh, talking to his baseball coach, wearing a baseball hat. And the baseball hat that he wore was the bullseye logo on his hat. And I thought that was really clever. A nice little Easter egg for the character. I didn't think that was a clever Easter egg at all. I figured that he was bullseye immediately. I mean, if you're thinking Daredevil villains and you've got any knowledge of the Marvel Cinematic well, I Universe. I didn't think it was going to be like, this is, I thought it was just an Easter egg to the character. And I it think didn't it was be blow like- my mind at all. <laughs> it wasn't hidden. It was right fucking there. But the way that they shot that scene with Wilson Fisk watching that in his apartment yeah. was really cool. Uh, and before we get into the bullseye too much, I think we should go ahead and jump into the big scene from this season, uh, at least cinematography lies. Daredevil is very famous for having a continuous shot action scene. There was the hallway scene in season one. There was the staircase through the building scene in season two. But season three, I want to say had like a 10 or 11 minute uninterrupted shot. Uh, I'm sure there's some camera tricks of Matt in a prison trying to fight his way out. Yeah, that was prison amazing. Like, was cool ass. That, that, that was better than like anything I've seen in a movie in a long time. Uh, as far as just the way it was shot, the action, the technique it took to do all that. And the performance from Charlie Cox where he had to fight his way out, ally himself with people that he didn't trust or didn't like, but also couldn't reveal that, that he was Daredevil at the same time. But he's still fighting for his life. Yeah, I watch like five episodes of Prison Break every single day. <laughs> so I can attest that that is definitely what it would be like to try and actually break out of prison. But like it was even just from everything, like it wasn't just like action scene to action scene. It was action scene to cut down like a narrow hallway to cut into a narrow room. Like it wasn't built like on a set. Like it was clearly shot on location somewhere either to cut into a scene where Matt's pushed up against the wall and both actors are acting against each other, having a conversation, trying to get information to cut back out into the hallway to have lights trigger, to have be total blackness and have them fight back on. And then to all of that have burst outside with chaos going outside as well. To where Matt finally finding some brief respite inside a cab. Like it was that technique. I couldn't imagine how many times I had to reshoot that. Uh, I only wish that they got uh, Johnny Cash's ghost to perform uh, Folsom Prison while that was going on. <laughs> that might have changed the tone just just that. They could have just got Walking Phoenix. Oh, yeah, yeah. they could have. Yeah. Uh, but that, I mean. Visual. He's doing DC now, so it just wouldn't work. They tried from what I heard, but... Visually, that, I mean, was fantastic. And I think it goes to show that, once again, award shows are stupid because if this doesn't get some sort of, like, Emmy or Golden Globe nomination or at least one for Vincent Nofrio for Best Supporting Actor, then it just shows that everything is dumb. I don't know. Now, now while I absolutely love D'Onofrio's portrayal of Wilson Fisk, and I think it's the best portrayal of anybody in this... Uh, show because you just lose the fact that he's D'Onofrio yeah. and you're yeah. like that's he, he fucking Wilson Fisk. Fisk. Yeah. Uh, he's got the square body frame. The it's amazing how the costumers do a great job. Yeah, how someone just he just seems larger than he actually is, like in real life, and he just seems menacing and threatening. Like you buy it 100. percent Well, D'Onofrio is actually. I just looked up at his Wikipedia page and he is 430 pounds. Good God. And, that's not real. <laughs> yeah, no, that's 100% real. I buy it. I'm telling you. You can tell me that Vincent Ofrio was actually a velociraptor. I'm like, yeah, I see that. I, I think I see that behind his eyes. I watched Jurassic World. It's true. I know he's a method actor. I'm sure he actually let an alien bug inhabit his skin for Men in Black. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, if you don't know that Vincent D'Onofrio is in the original Men in Black and is the best acting performance in that whole movie, I hate you. Go watch it again. It's incredible. 
yeah, really everything he does acting wise is fantastic. Yeah, 100%. Um, but Bullseye is the big new exciting villain season. And I'll say Bullseye is fantastic. And I thought one thing the season did really well was they were able to balance Bullseye and Fisk uh, incredibly without one uh, being more interesting than the other. Yeah, at one point, though, um, Bullseye starts to work for Wilson Fisk, and that kind of put Wilson above Bullseye to me a bit, but Bullseye was his like key hitman, so uh, and they, they did have a solid balance. I'll agree with that. The crutch of the season is that uh, Fisk had Gladiator uh, make another Daredevil suit to try and frame Matt to be Daredevil and to frame Daredevil for being a villain, too, and it's actually Bullseye the Daredevil suit, but every fight scene between bullseye and daredevil was fantastic this season visually there the, the one in the office too is so brutal but just bullseye's power set but no, no basically he's just incredibly accurate anything in his hands is a weapon um and just watching everything he does from like a snow globe being a weapon to a baseball to to a stapler to an empty gun to a uh crystal from a chandelier all being weapons in his hand was all super cool to see every time the way that Alex recalls this stuff is remarkable to me because I have to take extremely detailed notes to be able to recall any detail at all. Okay, his name is Bulls Bulldog Bullseye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> R- Ramble, car ramrod. <laughs> I just don't get it. Like you're you pull these tiny moments and you just have them memorized. And fuck you for that. No problem. <laughs> Thanks. Um but like, what do you think of the fight scene between Daredevil and Bullseye in the uh, Daily News Bulletin office? Oh, where he killed all the people yes. in the in the office. Yeah, I thought it was incredible, and I really thought there were going to be some uh, some main characters that died there. Because who, yeah. who does he pin down at the end? Is it uh, is it Karen? And Karen, yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. that Karen was about to fucking die. Yeah. And um, I was, and by the way, I loved it. I was like, kill her now, kill that evil witch. This second. This is comic book spoilers, but for long-time comic book readers, uh, Bullseye has a history of killing people that Matt loves. He killed Elektra. Uh, he killed Karen Page. Uh, that was actually during Kevin Smith's run of Daredevil. I don't think Karen Page has been back in the comics since, which is almost like a 20-year after from the comic. dead af. Yeah. Really? He wrote it 20 years ago? I, I want to say it's been close to that, maybe closer to 15, but I mean, it, it's been a long uh, 20 years, yeah. Because Mark Wade had a nice long run on it, and she was never in there? I don't think so, no, because Marvel Knights' 20th anniversary just came out this week, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so it's been 20 years since basically Karen Page has wow. been killed. So, just so you guys all know, Alex is the, uh, in in the podcast, he is our comic book expert, which means that he actually has read some comic books. <laughs> <laughs> or, I try to read like one a year. Yeah, I just kind of peruse uh, the previews. <laughs> you just go to the comic book shop, pick up month-old news. Yeah. <laughs> like, this sounds neat. I don't know what Invincible is, but I am excited. Hey, did you know that the guy that did Walking Dead has written other stuff? Did you know they're going to have an Avengers movie, and they're going to performing <laughs> Iron Man, Captain America, and the Hulk and Thor all together? It's going to be huge. I hope they can get Loki as a villain. Guys, I think Thanos might be coming to this <laughs> next movie. Uh, uh, let's talk about... Um, uh, Bullseye and how not creepy his love interest is. Yeah, seriously. So Bullseye, the way they do his character is that he is a psychopath, like Matt said. Well, he also said the actor was, but <laughs> Bullseye himself. I stand by that. Is a psychopath, uh, and he had a. 
therapist that helped through a lot of issues. Basically, just having him center himself and focus on something. Uh, so he centered on her for a while, the therapist, and she passed away. And then later it became he centered on this woman named Julie that helped him focus. He was an FBI agent. Centering on that job also, also helped him maintain focus. Uh, oh, we haven't even was, talked about the FBI agent, Ray Romano. No, we haven't. <laughs> we'll get uh, into him, I'm sure. But eventually he loses all of those things. Because Fisk kills uh, kills the woman uh, well, in keep, order to gain on. control, but he doesn't know that she's dead. right. But he goes on a date with this woman who he stalked the shit out yes. of. Uh, found out literally every detail of her life. He worked with her for like six months or a year or some shit, and stalked her and like found out all this information. It's basically the start of a rom com. Yeah, he yeah, but he like does it himself. Like he yeah. he's it, the reason the rom com starts. It's a rom com you see like in the eighties and you watch it and you're like, this is a very pro- problematic movie. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah. god. Uh I I think the Me Too movement, <laughs> if they saw this movie yeah. now, would really have a problem yeah. with it. It's that kind of stalkery creepy creepiness that he has. And she gets so fucking creeped out on this date that she just goes Understandably in. so. Yeah. Yeah. I fucking get it. But he eventually Make things up to her and basically just like, hey, I just need someone to talk to. Can you be that person for me? Uh, and she, being this kind hearted woman who worked at a suicide prevention hotline, agreed to help him as just like a friend. What an idiot. Yeah. And at one point he's losing it and he texts her and she just basically says, I don't want to talk to you again. Leave me alone. Text her again and just says, This number has been blocked. Uh, and that is it. That's the point where Bullseye snaps and is fully under fist control because fist becomes his new center. Because he wants to succeed for Fisk. Yep. Uh, let's uh, let's talk about Special Agent Ray Romano for a little bit. Uh, another one of the new characters. Which, by the way, like, why are you going to name this guy that looks identical to Ray Romano, uh, Ray? Yeah. Like, why is that? His but first I will name? say they called him Agent Nadim for most of it. Yeah. So. Still, I don't care. <laughs> he looks like Ray Romano, and his first name is Ray. Uh, the actor is not someone that I've seen in other things myself, but he was great. Um, Jay Ali is his yeah, name. As just this tragic FBI figure who just wanted to gain traction in the Bureau, provide a better life for his family, and actually try and bust some real criminals. And this is, I mean, it all basically started with him because he was the one that decided to use Fisk as leverage to take down uh, the Armenian crime family. Of course, he didn't know that he was actually being leveraged the entire time. Yeah, he didn't know that Wilson Fisk was constantly just getting into his life and his shit, figuring out what he does, who his family is, like Wilson Fisk does. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, he the, meets... One of my favorite moments in the entire season, so I'm, I'm skipping way yeah. ahead with him here. Um, he actually goes to uh, one of the heads of the FBI here, and yeah. he goes to... His boss's house, basically. Yeah, he goes yeah. to his boss's house. Well, what's the information that he's bringing her? I can't remember. Off the top he of was head. basically saying that he was compromised uh, and that he knew that him and Agent Poindexter were compromised. Uh, oh, yeah, and, because of Fisk. Yeah, because of Fisk and all the crimes that they committed under his direction. So Homegirl turns on a recording machine, cocks a gun, and shoots the guy next to him. Which was her boss yep. uh, as well. Yeah, and basically says, if you want to live, you you work for Wilson Fisk And she now. shoots him with his gun because she tells him to hand over his badge and his gun while he's on, on suspicion. He doesn't protest because he understands and she takes his gun yep. uh, and kills him and then frames. And then Fisk, right-hand man, comes out from the shadow. Uh, it's basically just like, you're ours now. Yeah. If you don't, then your son and your wife are dead. Yep. And they go back to a sex dungeon, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I don't think that's what happened. I, I, 
I think I, you're I think your Netflix timed out. You dozed <laughs> off for a bit. You just woke up and it was on HBO after dark. I did just get Apple TV, so mm-hmm. what was on my phone might have just <laughs> popped up on me. I can't swear to it though. Um but there was this kind of jump to the end, even though Matt and Daredevil had a lot of really cool fight scenes. There was this scene towards the end. I beat the shit out of Daredevil uh, so many times. Where they were fighting in the church. Because Daredevil's assigned to kill Karen Page and she's hiding out there. Uh, Matt basically shows up and tries to fight him as he can. Uh, Matt realizes he can't beat him up close to, or beat him from a distance. He has to get up close, but he's still injured. And Daredevil, or not Daredevil, Bullseye finally has a break and basically throws a weapon to kill Karen Page. And you see Karen accepting her fate for her death. And then it cuts out. And you see that he killed the priest uh, who Matt basically raised Matt as a surrogate father after his dad died. Oh my god! I just realized that we have so much left to talk about. Yeah. Speaking about uh, the priest, um, let's just so I can yeah maintain a, a focus track. Let's talk about that. His mom. Yeah. And then let's go to um, Wilson and Vanessa. Yeah, we do see uh, the priest. Of course, Matt losing a surrogate father is in line with Bullseye killing those that. Uh, that Matt is closest to in his life. But we also learned early in the season that the priest that's been helping nurse Matt back to health is his mom. Boom. Uh, Maggie Murdoch. Uh, and she was one that gave him up. Uh, it was because she hooked up with her dad uh, and then obviously got knocked up as she suffered from postpartum depression after he was born. And when he was born, obviously postpartum wasn't as well known or well documented or uh, as easily treatable back then as it was now. And so she basically abandoned Matt and forced and paddled Jack Murdoch to raise Matt by himself. Yeah, which I get, by the way. <laughs> I've never um, had a child or but somebody who had a child, but I get w- it. When Matt finds this out, like he feels like betrayed too. Like this doesn't help him restore his faith at all. Which why wouldn't it? Like that's yeah. so weird. Um, but also too, Vanessa finally comes back into Fisk life. She's been carried away, jotting across Europe. Uh, avoiding Fisk enemies because he knows that she's the number one target while he's in prison or in house arrest. So many things are done uh, by Wilson Fisk in order to get Vanessa uh, back to the States. A lot of the season stems from uh, Wilson Fisk uh, just trying to get Vanessa back. And she's not in the whole fucking season uh, until like the last episode or yeah. two, I think. Yeah, the very last, yeah, two or three episodes. Yeah, I so think. it's just kind of how far Wilson Fisk will go to get back the woman yeah. that he loves. Yeah. And what he will kill and murder <laughs> <laughs> to get that back. Yeah, because even though at he basically, at some point in the season, he's basically gotten power over all the gangs and all the crime in New York, as he does. But he still feels empty without Vanessa in his life. But see, I don't really get that because, I mean, she's okay looking. <laughs> yeah. She's definitely, I mean, if you were fifth, you could just get like 10 left and right. You just go to the club. Yeah. I can, the kingpin, and boom. Just thoughts, thoughts, thoughts. Oh, and the cool part about this season is they actually mention uh, the name kingpin, too. Yeah, they do. The first time ever. And actually, it was really cool. Towards, I think, the last episode, Vanessa dresses him in the white on white suit. With the red rose, which is the comic book, basically. If there was, if Fisk had a comic book suit, it would be that right there. Yeah, fucking gorge. Yeah, uh, but actually, why don't we just go ahead and jump to our favorite moments of the season? Because I definitely know mine. Uh, do you know yours? Oh yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. So, what's your favorite moment of the season? Uh, no, 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 okay. no, no, no. Okay. We're not playing that game. You okay. go first. I love it when Matt basically goes rogue 
gets information about who Julie is and reveals to Bullseye that Fisk killed Julie. And so Bullseye loses his mind to go kill Fisk. And we see Bullseye driving in a car in a Daredevil suit. And in the passenger seat is Julie's frozen corpse. Oh, which he starts talking to yes. super creepily yeah. while he's also talking to an armed guard that he's just like, <laughs> let me the fuck in. And the guy's like, yeah. okay, yeah. pal. Yeah. Smart, probably one of the smartest people I've seen uh, in a show. It's like a guy dressed in a daredevil suit, rolls my next to him. Just keep, I don't want to know. Just keep on going. Uh, <laughs> my favorite moment is in the Karen Page episode where she gets super drunk and high and then kills her brother in a drunk yeah. driving accident. <laughs> super hysterical. I feel terrible for her dad too in that scenario. Like her, we her, never found out yeah. anything like about her dad after the, no, fact. but I mean, essentially her dad, he lost his wife. He lost his son and he blames his daughter for the loss of his I mean, son too. So he lost his entire family to stuck in this small town. Um, that doesn't sound ideal to you. No, it, it doesn't sound uplifting. Uh, I think, Corbin Burson, Burson, not Corbin Burson. That's the guy from Major League. Uh, the guy from the Weird Science TV show played Karen's dad, and I've always liked him. Uh, I thought he was great in that role too. Very, it was just for like half an episode, but during that small time, he captured a lot of presence on the screen. Yeah, he got a lot of presence at Christmas too. I heard. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't fucking know. Um, uh, so this season really is just all about uh, the positive things that come from loving someone a totally healthy amount, right? Yes, exactly. I will say to you another my favorite moment is that final fight scene between Fisk, Bullseye, and Daredevil. Got all you fighting. really hard? Yeah. Uh, all fighting uh, essentially each other, too. Because yeah. there were no allies in this fight. And that was still pulled off incredibly well. And it's watching, like, even though Fisk has no power to her abilities, just how powerful he is. He's just such a massive individual trying to protect his domain and protect his woman and watching Matt at the last second save Vanessa by throwing uh uh whatever that was like an ashtray or whatever uh into the air to block bullseye and even too just like Matt when the chandelier came down that bullseye came down and Matt unscrewed two crystals to have crystal batons uh to pay to his weapons in the use this season. There's so many cool moments. I they're just the season was so great. The season was pretty good. Um I don't know about so great. <laughs> it's not even in my top five uh, Marvel uh, television shows. It's not your shows. top five Bullseye, or Daredevil seasons. It's not in my top five Daredevil seasons. It's not my top five Marvel shows because there's five seasons of the animated X-Men show. <laughs> that Boom. is true. Bam. Uh, gotcha. Um, so let me just say that I didn't like the season at all until the very last scene where when Bullseye is getting operated on because in that last fight he becomes paralyzed, paralyzed by Fisk. AF. Yeah. He's paralyzed AF. He breaks his back, uh, a la Bane and the Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's getting his surgery done. And, and I didn't like the season at all until this moment <laughs> happened. Bullseye, in the middle of surgery, and this is the last thing you see in the entire season, his eyes open up and there's a bullseye in his pupil. My mind was blown <laughs> and I orgasmed 70 times. <laughs> wow, that's a uh, contact Guinness. Uh, <laughs> Also, to that the beer company. Yes, <laughs> actually, the beer company is the one that puts out the, the Book of World Records. I'm serious. That's not a joke. It's an actual fact. I actually had absolutely no idea. That's uh, insane. I don't know why I never knew that. That, sh- that seems like that should be yeah. common knowledge. It, because it was that. bar trivia back in the day, so that's why they started. Uh, oh shit! Yeah. Uh-huh. Welcome to uh, Factoids with Alex and Matt. <laughs> but anyway, uh, that scene where getting surgery is cool too, because in the comics, 
Bullseye has an adamantium skeleton, like Wolverine. Uh, and so I'd assume that that's them putting in the adamantium in him as well to make him an even more fearsome uh, villain. And likely, if Daredevil gets renewed for season four, uh, he'll come back. And maybe kill Karen Page then. Yeah, if we're lucky. If we're <laughs> lucky. Uh, I don't think we really talked about Foggy Nelson or his storyline at all. But this Foggy season. was great this season, though, too. I, I thought he was good. The stuff um, with his family was strong. Uh, Foggy always provides a nice comedic relief every now and then, too. I just thought that his stuff wasn't super relevant. It was super B-roll. Uh, his plans were a lot better than Karen's plans to help bring down the Kingpin. I don't know. She got super drunk and killed her brother. <laughs> you tell me which one's better. <laughs> Uh, I mean, that's true. If that didn't happen, then she wouldn't have ever come to New York. Matt never would have met her. They never would have formed Nelson and Murdoch. Well, they probably would have. But, you know, there never would be a Daredevil without a Karen Page. There, there still would be. But, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, exactly. That's yeah. what I'm saying. She is the she-devil. <laughs> uh, I think you're very harsh on a necessarily <laughs> show on Karen Page. Um, I do think, that since the season was, I think, fantastic, if this if Daredevil gets canceled now, that to me just shows that Marvel is trying to get all their properties back. We, if I'm not mistaken, we talked about what we think is going to happen since yeah. they canceled Iron Fist and Luke, Luke Cage. Cage. That we're thinking Heroes for Hire, hopefully, yeah. optimistically. But yeah, I mean, if Daredevil gets renewed, I have hope for Heroes for Hire. If Daredevil gets canceled, then I think that Disney's trying to get all the properties back. Yeah, they are. Uh, and wouldn't they just go and hire everybody from Daredevil? <laughs> yeah, they should. In fact, the fight choreographer for Daredevil uh, directed a movie or directing a movie, and he definitely should after what we've seen for the last three seasons. He also did the sexy dance fighting in Bob's Burgers. That was him. <laughs> he choreographed that Kudos. If that doesn't get an Emmy again, no hope. Yeah. Uh, um. So what are you hoping from Daredevil in the future other than getting renewed? Uh, I would like to see, um, I would like to see Bullseye come back. I'd actually like to see, I like Typhoid Mary and Daredevil when they interact. I wouldn't mind seeing her come over from Iron Fist, uh, have her be a little bit more manic like she is in the comics and more comic book accurate, uh, with her costume. Uh, I would like to see Daredevil be back in his suit. Do you want uh, Elektra to come back and die for a third time? I wouldn't mind Electra coming back. I wouldn't mind Electra and Bullseye being a part of Matt's problem. We got absolutely no resolution or found out absolutely nothing about whether Electra lived or died. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure at she will come back years. at some point because she's a part of the hand. They tend to resurrect. Uh, but you're right. And I, and I like Electra as a character. I liked her in the second season and in Defenders. But I'm glad this was an Electra-free season. I, I'm glad this story just focused on Matt, Bullseye, and Wilson. We Fist. now have two actual Daredevil seasons without any Electra. Yeah. I mean, you can't have three with no Electra. So yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I get it. I yeah. like it. What about you? What are you hoping for in season if it gets renewed? Uh, if it gets renewed, I'm hoping that Bullseye's uh, pupils stay Bullseye's. <laughs> I'd like um, to see Bullseye in like a comic book costume, too, if he comes back. Yes, I hope it is then played by Colin Farrell, who actually carves a Bullseye <laughs> into his forehead. Seems unnecessary. <laughs> I disagree. disagree you get a tattoo. <laughs> you just get, or a mask, yeah. you know. yeah. Whatever, yeah. or a hat, yeah, <laughs> whatever. Which we've seen, we've seen yeah. all these things. Anywho, um, I'm just really hoping for not just one cool ass fight sequence because I think Daredevil, on the whole, some of the fight sequences can be very lazy. I think that that choreo. <laughs> no, I'm not even joking. Oh my god, like they're so slow. They are Iron Fist season one. Level oh my slow. gosh, you're out of your mind. There were a couple. No, like There's lazy choreography is a, it's backyard wrestling going on at my neighbor's house two doors down. Like that's lazy choreography. The the fist fight 
excellent. The prison fight, really good. The, the office fight, fight the, the Daily office. Bulletin. The church fight, then, excellent. Uh, it was fine. Mm-hmm. I didn't care for the church fight that much. Uh, but there's there's one fight in particular that I'm thinking of where Daredevil's like fighting his way out of a car, and it just seems like it drags. That was it's amazing. So Whenever slow. Matt just burst through, through the windshield to t- take that guy out, that was ridiculous. When they get out of the back seat, they look like they like are helping each other up. Matt only likes to watch fight scenes directed by Zack Snyder with Lincoln Park played uh, for YouTube clips and, and their mega cuts. I mean, I just tried so hard, and I also got really far. I mean, but in the end, you know, who cares? Yeah, oh, I'm not going to finish that. Didn't for you, even yeah. really matter. Yeah. Okay, so what do you rate the season on a scale of one to ten? You uh, know, our normal scale of one to ten. Our normal scale of one to ten. Uh, you might be a little upset at me, buddy, but I'm going to give it a seven and a half. Oh, that's terrible. I'm giving it a 10. I know you would. Yeah. And that's why I had to yeah. bring this back to earth. Well, anyway, uh, I'm glad we're back on earth next week. We're going to be talking about our conclusion of why the last man for the last three trade. Probably. End of that series. Yeah. Most likely, unless something goes horribly awry. Uh, <laughs> as always, you can email us at henchman of comics at gmail.com. Uh, we have an Instagram where we post things sometimes. Uh, we have a face th- uh, face thing <laughs> where we post things almost none of the time. We have a Twitter that I'm told that we keep up with, but I oh no 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 nope. I am told no. we don't keep up with the Twitter, but you can look at us there. Yeah. Uh, but most importantly, um, subscribe, leave us a comment, uh, give us a review, um, tell us uh, who you think has a bigger dong and who's way more sexual than the other person, Alex. I, I'm just gonna mark the emails as spam if that happens. um yeah go for it uh we love you very much uh we appreciate you listening um for the henchman of comics i'm alex eschback i'm not done talking (laughs) henchin ain't easy i guess yeah henchin ain't easy (laughs)